Okay, we're on. Am I audible? Am I? My? Do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? I can't see you too well, but I can hear you. Wave your hand. Yes, I see you move. I see you move. It works. Yay! Nobody <laughs> move. Nobody <laughs> move from wherever they are. Everybody, all of you are in the right place. <laughs> so this is take thirteen of stories with Shastri. I just realized I've been doing this for more than a month now. It's nice to you know have that kind of uh, routine. I suppose it's been quite uh, interesting. Been learning with every experience, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. Today I have uh, Love coming on board. Uh, Love Mehtani is a ukulele teacher. He also works with a lot of uh, other collectives, which is so far sounds, which is an example. He's a co-city leader with that one. and indie find and uh today we're going to discuss the ukulele we're going to discuss the uh we're going to discuss the ukulele the indie music scene and all kinds of things yes i'm glowing i just took a shower <laughs> but yeah and uh i'm just waiting for love to come on board i don't know if he's here yet but yeah if you're if you you know gone for gigs around pune i'm pretty certain you've seen him around he's always there supporting almost every artist i know and uh, it's it's really nice to you know have someone who does that and love is here i can't see you hello hey hi <laughs> what's up oh yeah. man i so nicely set up my camera and everything and i realized that my top half will yeah, be cut same. off that's because... what i did that's why i went behind like subtly and now it's gone so now the subtle is <laughs> gone from all of that <laughs> right How you doing? If I go any further, you won't be able to hear me too clearly. So I think my my weirdly shaped head right now can actually spare it anyway. Can you uh, place your phone farther away? I can. I'm just a little worried uh, you won't be able to hear me too well if I go any further. Ah, uh, okay. No, I th- I think I can. Is this fine? Can the people listening hear us? Can you guys hear us? for the people listening i wanted to uh, i mean i've known you for years we worked together on a few projects here and there and uh, right i want them to know who you are what you do so if you could just tell us a little bit about that for sure yeah so uh, my name is love i have been living in pune all my life and uh, i think i was always interested in making something out of the music industry uh in general and uh, uh pretty much everything i did on, up until now except for a few details that were just there uh because i wasn't thinking uh, straight uh have been related to music and now i teach music i curate music on online platforms and i also uh, program for and lead the so far sounds pune uh team uh the main thing i do right now is run my classes of the name ukulele with love and i have a website and different social media channels where you can follow and find a lot of content related to uh the ukulele um and uh, the stuff that we as the indian ukulele community do with it you recently digitized your uh, analog uh, podcast i mean analog tapes not podcast one thing podcast analog tapes and cassettes yes i call it tape shit Yeah, I love it. I think it was. It was. I saw it, and I said, "Huh." I I saw some Beyonce out there in my head for some reason. 
I've had like a hundred plus cassettes and I also have about 50 plus CDs. I've not digitized my CD collection yet. That's for another week, for another Sunday. Oh, wow. I can't wait for what comes out of that. I want to listen to the playlist. <laughs> I, I love your playlist, by the way. Thank you for sending me a link sometime back. I am in love with a song from that playlist that I want to uh, play for you as a thank you for reminding me it exists. Oh, wow. We'll do that. We'll do that towards the end. So for those okay. of you who just joined, this is Love Mayatani. If you have any questions for him, he teaches how to play the ukulele. He worked programs so far, Sounds Puna. He works on a lot of other things. And uh, he has a brilliant music collection. It's ridiculous how good it is. Uh, and he's Thank one you. of the, you know, one of the people who really go out and support the indie music scene, especially in Pune, which is very uh, refreshing to see. And uh, I recently shared a playlist with him, uh, which is called Valium to Adderall, because of the energy boost that it is. Uh, so tell me a little more about when was the first time you picked the ukulele, when you picked it up? So um, I was always interested in the instrument since college days. Uh, I had uh, discovered it through YouTube. I think ukulele just had this whole 21st century revolution because of YouTube and all the people that were picking it up and making pop song covers and whatnot. And uh, one of the songs that really was pretty popular out there was this virtuosic ukulele player called Jake Shima Bukuru, who's from Kapu. And uh, he uh, has a Beatles cover of uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, but he plays it as While My Ukulele Gently Weeps. And that just got very, very famous. And then, of course, you have Hey Soul Sister by Train. And you have uh, your uh, I'm Yours and uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, uh, ukulele covers everywhere. So I just thought, why not? And I didn't find it anywhere. I wasn't very trusting of online transactions back then. No one really Amazon stuff thinking that it would come in one piece. Uh, but Fortados had a good quality ukulele a little later on. Somewhere in my second year of my college, I picked it up. Didn't even have my own uh, source of income, got my mom to pay for it. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I think it's been about six years now uh, that I've been playing it. That's a long time, man. That's a I know, right? I, I feel like I, after all this time, have really found the time to pause, to reflect and to see that I've been playing for six years and I need to play better than this just for the sake of my own uh, you know, um, uh, satisfaction that I can be and do better than this in terms of my playing ability. And I've been practicing every day. I mean, everyone has the time to improve on uh, skills uh, or uh, to, uh, what do you say, self-evaluate uh, in whatever ways they want to take their life ahead. And I'm just trying to use that as a distraction to be more productive or being more productive by using that as a distraction. <laughs> well, whatever works, I guess. What yeah. made you start teaching the ukulele? Uh, fun story, I uh, was in the middle of a job that I didn't, I didn't care too much about and I was just randomly looking for ukulele teachers online, thinking that I could possibly learn a little more um, if I had someone who could mentor me. I really just believe in there being someone out there, just as a figurehead telling you what needs to be done. More than that, just checking up if you are following up on it. Um, and uh, I had, I had uh, guitar training in school and uh, I had tried teaching the guitar to some people around me. I even taught it to some of the beginners in my own class when I was on a higher level in my playing ability. My sir would let me just you know, conduct some classes 
and told me that this would be good for your experience. If you were to teach others, you would learn that. And I just took that to heart and I didn't do much about it after that. But when I picked up the ukulele, learned it and found that there was no teacher out there. Quora.com had a question by some random person asking, hey, are there any ukulele teachers there? I said, I literally stumbled upon here with the same question in mind. But here's my email address. I feel like I've taught myself because I have guitar training enough to be able to teach you a few weeks worth of basics. Um, that person never got in touch with me, but other people found my email address and got in touch with me. And one day I quit my job, didn't know what to do, saw a couple of those emails like, you know what, why not? I could use a side income. I got a student on. I started teaching from my friend's uh, living room because wow. uh, I thought teaching in my own, own home would not bring that kind of seriousness into me taking this uh, more professionally and actually seeing it through. I got Hina, you know Hina, from yes. Orchestrated Quirks and from Storyteller story Studio, by the way. She started a new yes. venture as well, yes. creative writing and workshops. Uh, she lent me her, um, uh, her living room space for me to take classes one-on-one -on -one with my first student. And um, yeah, that just led to three to five to a couple of dozen now in the last two years. Oh, wow, that's a long list. And I'm, I'm glad you finally did. And it's strange how people just found your email ID out of a Quora answer. I mean, when there is a need and there is only one or two sources, I've been lucky to just be one of that. What do you call that? Uh, I won't even, uh, uh, I won't even uh, be modest about it. It's one of those first movers advantage that no one else was really teaching the ukulele in Pune anyway. Maybe one or two people that I had heard of. And there are at least now three more ukulele teachers in Pune that wow. I know of, but that's after these two years of having uh, taught uh, and, you know, just randomly discovering people here and there. I didn't know that there, there were more. I know I knew there was one more that I'd heard of, right. but I thought right. that was somewhere in NIBM or something, or Baner, one of yes, the two. Yes, yes. I don't remember their name. They're in NIBM, Baner. I think they're just doing one of those one-on-one, -on -one, but nothing as a structured class that has been advertised much because I would have heard about it by now if they were advertising themselves as a proper class or institute or something. And someone who's in Pimpri Chinchwar, actually, more towards the Ravit side. Oh, that's quite nice. Okay, for those of you who just joined, uh, please feel free to ask questions to love about the ukulele, about the indie music scene, about anything you want, about making your playlists on Spotify or digitizing them. We have a question. How different oh, yeah, is it from playing a guitar? Okay, so I will whip this one out to give you a little bit of a live demonstration. Uh, this, by the way, is my latest ukulele. I think I have about four by now in the last six years of playing. And this has been one of my favorite. The ukulele actually is a Hawaiian instrument, which is almost 120 years old now, which is comparatively, in uh, a retrospect, a much newer instrument than your guitar or your piano, which are easily 500 plus years old, um, in different versions and uh, variations, of course. Um, the ukulele is a smaller body because when an acoustic instrument, an instrument that is um, dependent on sound being produced through strings that reverberate in a sound box, in a hollow wooden box like this, the bigger the box, the deeper the sound will come out of the strings that you're playing. And because the ukulele has such a small body, it's a very high-pitched instrument. You can hear it right now. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the screen, then my actual fretboard, and I'm getting confused what's happening. But, uh, and this has been my constant in doing online classes. Now I'm like, do I look at the webcam and see if I'm pointing my ukulele correctly, or do I look down? It's, it can get a bit confusing. I'm still getting used to that. 
but yeah, the general idea is that it's a higher pitched instrument with four strings instead of six, like you would have on the guitar. And it has nylon, it has like synthetic nylon strings, uh, like a mix of synthetic material and nylon rather than the steel um, uh, alloy um, strings that you find on the guitar. So it has a more softer sound and it's just a much more approachable instrument. It can have very small frets that can yeah. be difficult to play for someone with big, big fingers, but you can always find your way around. And because it's a deeper sound, aren't the notes separate? Like, you know, in comparison to how it would be on the guitar? So it's a Western, um, it's, a, it's a Western instrument in general. It will follow the same Western music theory that a guitar or a violin or a piano would. It's just that although it's on a higher pitch because of the shape and the size of the body and the way it is tuned, you will still find uh, like the higher end, the... Uh, uh, Second half, like for, for the nerds out there who know about the guitar, fifth fret of a guitar onwards and all the notes that you find on the last four strings of a guitar are the same tuning as the ukulele. That's G, C, E, A. Uh, so, uh, good children eat apples. That's what I say. That's the mnemonic to remember the four string names. Um, and yeah, and uh, you can possibly play the same kind of stuff on the ukulele in that pitch and in that tuning. If you, were, if you were playing it from the fifth fret onwards on a guitar, it's just that it won't completely sound the same because two different instruments do have two different tonal qualities. Yeah. Even if you try to match the pitch. I can match the pitch with my voice of my ukulele. Yes, how high I can hit a note, but you can still tell that's a human voice and that's a ukulele sound. So. Well, that's interesting. So someone just asked whether you te only teach beginners. Uh, so I have a beginner's course and an intermediate course. I have been teaching in camp and in Koregao Park. And fun fact, I was going to start classes in Senapati Bapat Road as well, which now didn't work out. But um, I am now teaching <laughs> online full time. Uh, it's very funny that I've been making my income through sitting on my bed <laughs> in my room because the lighting is the best on my bed in my room. And that's where I place my laptop and just you know spend my day taking classes back to back. Um, I teach beginners and intermediates and I feel like I'm an advanced level player learning advanced theory myself. I have a teacher now as myself. He's a guitarist. You might know him, Vinay Kaushal from Funkatrix yes. and NP Cafe. Uh, I just randomly asked him if he would teach me theory and it actually ended up becoming Skype lessons where he's also teaching me improvisation techniques because the same thing. I told him, hey, could you show it to me? It would just be from the fifth fret onwards on your guitar. And whatever he's teaching me is from the fifth fret onwards on his guitar, which I'm translating immediately onto my ukulele. And I'm learning an advanced, like I'm, I'm learning what the advanced concepts are that I am interested in, that I want to learn. And that when I feel I'm comfortable with, we'll start teaching it as well. So yes, my class is not only for beginners. If you've learned a little bit on your own, uh, we can do an assessment and figure out where you stand and we can... Um, take it from there rather than starting from the very scratch if you feel like you're already comfortable with like you know your first four chords and some amount of theory. We have another question. How to go about self like teaching yourself the ukulele? I've been trying to learn but I'm not aware of the method that needs to be followed. Is there any? Can you give some pointers for beginners? Lovely. So I would say there's a lot of information online that can lead you from point A to point B or even from point A to point Z in learning everything that you need. You just need to find the right people to help you. Right. So I, again, I'm available even if you feel like doing a 
regular weekly commitment to having a class or you're not very comfortable with doing online classes because of the internet or just you feel it's not very uh, personal to do it through a webcam. If you're learning by yourself, you're still going to find two-dimensional sources of books or PDFs or YouTube videos to follow uh, as well. But here you will have actually someone watching you, giving you actual real-time human feedback in what uh, is going right or wrong with your playing. And also, I literally have a checklist of all the things that I think one should cover as a beginner. Aditi, I hope that answers your question. And uh, if you're interested oh, yeah. in... I... I actually just want to round that up by saying learn your theory. Music theory can be so helpful in learning every instrument in the Western music instrument uh, uh, realm. Uh, definitely be more thorough with what the notes are and what the scales and chords mean and why do you play what you play. It really helps in the long run. Right. So for those of you who just joined, we are on with love and... I'm, I'm doing this too often, but I just want people to know that, you know, you have to ask questions about the ukulele, <laughs> about the music scene, about everything you can think about. So how would you explain the ukulele to a layperson in the sense of why they should learn it? Uh, so I would explain ukulele from very ergonomical and like, uh, what do you say, um, convenient uh, a point of convenience that you can uh, look at the ukulele as a good uh, uh, tool or a vehicle for you to understand music and also to uh, possibly use it as an instrument, as an accompaniment to your singing. If you feel like you're very interested in singing and performing on stage, but you're always dependent on another musician or a karaoke track, I think the ukulele is a very um, welcoming and a non-intimidating instrument to start your learning with. A lot of people who tried the guitar or the piano and gave up can immediately see how much simpler it is the ukulele to pick up. And for someone who's never touched an instrument, if they try the ukulele, they can still learn a simple song in a matter of minutes. And that can just be a lot of uh, encouragement in making you feel like, yes, you can do this. It's not uh, beyond your uh, 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 skill level or uh, your imagination that too, that you can't do music, you are tone therefore you have no... Um, the inclination towards uh, doing music well. Um, I find that it's small, it's convenient to carry around and it just, it, it, it's not that expensive as well. A decent quality ukulele is for 3000 And whenever it's possible for you to uh, order it online if you're in a green zone or orange zone, I would be very happy for you to give it a shot. Well, that's good to know. What is the difference between teaching the ukulele or just teaching a musical instrument? to an right. adult versus teaching a child? So I'll be honest, a lot of my marketing, a lot of my word of mouth and social media presence has come through people who are in my age group and my network who is mostly my age group. There's not too many people who are 15 or under and not too many people who are 40 or older. Um, so that has just been the kind of um, demographic I've dealt with as students as well. I have maybe had four students who were above 40 and maybe seven or eight students who were below 15 in the last two years of teaching. What little I know, and I don't feel like I have experienced enough of teaching both demographics, I can only tell what it is to teach a 20-something adult who has a job and is most probably affording those classes on their own income. That's my basic in, uh, demographic in general. When it comes to children, it's been uh, a couple of things. I have also learned to just try and modify and adjust my own um, behavior and my own method of teaching, when, especially when it comes to kids. 
there have been kids who have been very shy and meek but very interested and very dedicated to learning and i would say that in a lot of my students even if they're watching right now will agree one of my and i'm particularly talking about one of my prodigious students who i can't believe is my student because she passed my intermediate and sorry my beginner and my intermediate course and started teaching herself through online sources and has been doing so incredibly well uh, that it gave me it gave me the kind of hope that yes teaching children can actually be a very rewarding experience you are actually trying and imparting this um, this knowledge this skill and just this appreciation for music to the future generation which i feel is too much of a responsibility which i've had to deal with and learn to accept that yes this is something i can take on that i can be ready to do uh, and um, uh, and hopefully share with uh, children as well on the very other hand i've had children who have just been there for the sake of possibly uh, wanting to do something fun um, do something that's a little bit of a stress buster from the general uh, load of icse and international board schools oh my yeah. god the kind of stuff they have to do now to just survive as a seventh grader uh, <laughs> uh is uh, is quite a lot and um yes there have been some who have come here for the fun of it and don't really care to learn too much about the different playing styles and theory they're just there to strum and have a good time some of them are possibly just running around the class being a havoc like oh my god how do i how do i tell them to just calm down when you've come here to learn something fun <laughs> so why not put some like time and effort into doing it isn't it like they're on a sugar rush or some kind exactly <laughs> i i'm like you've come here to learn music it's already fun it's not like you're trying to avoid something difficult <laughs> no but children are so precious man it's they are they are for sure i mean what if i could to students that student would come if i was like you know if i was standing outside or something taking a phone call would start would take the whiteboard marker and start doodling me with the ukulele in my hand on the board and i just thought it was the cutest thing but i would still have to tell her please go sit down and practice your c and f chords right <laughs> your mom is paying me for a reason <laughs> oh that's but i'm sure i'm sure it's quite delightful to some it, extent it, it, in its own way it is yes for sure and i i i i still am i still am trying to learn and uh, find it uh, not very easy to be the kind of teacher who can be stern and uh, like you know discipline someone to just sit down and uh, focus on what work has been given to them in hand i have mostly dealt with adults so adults can be self motivated that way and i have had adults who would not come to a class prepared with anything they did the last class and um, for them you can just it can be still a little nuanced and a little sarcastic like yes yeah that's what that's what i told you to do last class right <laughs> not not to practice anything yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> with children you have to literally possibly sometimes be very stern and tell them listen you are not passing this class i've literally had to tell one student to go stand outside and i can't believe i was my 6th wow. grade like i was my 6th standard teacher I, i i i hated that teacher he used to tell me to go stand outside but like i would misbehave and one of my students used to misbehave a lot in class it was like a, a year ago or something but a uh, fun experience in itself just trying to understand how to be an adult and how to be that kind of a person as a teacher as well which is sometimes required i feel it is it's i mean the boundaries can be rather blurry that way when you're trying to teach someone who's a friend or a family member and uh, i i i tend to i tend to make good friends with my students possibly after they've passed out at least they'll stay in touch in any capacity uh, because i'm still trying to create some kind of a professional distance with them while they are my students 
but uh, all of them are in, in their mid-twenties like me as well. And we all, all, all always, in some or the other way, share a lot about things on a more informal level when you're in a class. Um, it's nice. It's, it's nice to know that uh, not just people who, after having graduated college and being in their mid-twenties with all the stress of life, and you know what I'm talking about, um, find it not very easy or don't really just find the time to go out there and make new connections with people and to make new friends. They're just stuck on the same school or college friends that they've had forever. And people grow and people sometimes even grow out of each other. And there can be phases of not having too many friends around you because of n number of reasons. But something like just being in a twice a week kind of a um, um, frequent routine and meeting other people who are in that grind with you, try to learn and try to be better as musicians or any kind of art form or uh, skill that you want to learn. It just creates that kind of uh, peer uh, peer togetherness and uh, I, I love that a lot of them have made friends with each other they keep hanging out outside of class and posting stories and encouraging each other when they post a, a cover of them and I just feel proud when I see my students putting up uh, Instagram videos of, or YouTube videos of them performing I'm like oh my god like, yeah, of course it's, it's like seeds it's like seeds you sow over two years yeah. and now you're seeing them having the confidence after this amount of time has passed mm -hmm. and being good, good enough to want to show it to the world. Um, it also just feels nice to call them my own friends as well after, like, you know, after having spent enough time, I feel like we also just become friends with, like ourselves. Right. Uh, uh, there's a group around the world about anyone who plays the ukulele and drinks that tea Okay. So what's your take on something? So there's a whole Instagram phenomenon of the ukulele girl, like just, it is very easy, I feel, uh, for a girl to pick up a ukulele and sing a pretty song and get a lot of views and viral fame than it is for a guy. I've been trying for years now. <laughs> I feel like I've been fairly successful in the Pune community, <laughs> but uh, like no, no, no cover pages on Instagram are featuring my <laughs> Then again, I've not I've not really put a lot of music that I play or I write up for people to consume as much as I keep posting pictures and videos of my students and friends. Shout out to Nida and yes. I think I saw Radhika also join in for a second. I don't know if they're still around. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I about it being basic, I think anything that gets trendy it gets also stereotyped and also gets cliche. Uh, there was a huge cliche about just the idea of uh, what is that thing everyone was really into uh, uh, what is that other music kind of trend that everyone was trying oh yeah everyone was trying to uh, pick up a kalimba and play that and do those can't help find in love with you covers and there's still that guy who till date is posting videos of him doing songs on um, the, the tongue drum or the kalimba that you call it with his dog around um it didn't really catch on to the point of people teaching it everywhere, especially not in Pune. But somehow the ukulele just became this accessible, oh, guitar is too big and intimidating. This is cuter and Small everyone and around me is doing problem. it. So it seems like something that even I could give a shot. Um, I don't mind it. These kinds of stereotypes perpetuate uh, visibility. Visibility perpetuates interest and uh, a possible uh, 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 Google search to uh, find so, <laughs> and an eventual question. An eventual question. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so, 
So, when you know when so you talk when about you know when how you talk about becomes a trend like, like that, trend what do you think makes an indie artist a pop artist? Like, oh, fun! We're going into we're, we're going into talking about music curation for a second. Um, so, I have been a big a big fan of and just find uh, um, just so much potential and just so much heart and. Uh, uh, genuine drive and passion uh, that the Indian independent music uh, uh, sphere has, and that entire niche of all these artists that I'm so happy and proud to call my friends. A lot of them that I've known from an acquaintance or a professional or even a personal friend kind of a, um, uh, a background. Um, could you repeat your question again? Where, where what what so is it that you were phrasing? My question is my basically: question is this, What do you think do you makes think an indie art, indie artist become a pop artist? Okay, so it's a very subjective question because the question, first of all, for anyone who doesn't even understand the basic uh, uh, the, the basic divides between genres, and really, when I use the word divide, I use it so loosely because. Uh, more and more music right now in the 21st century is just becoming a big mesh and hybrid of each other. Yes. Nothing seems like it's 100% pop or 100% indie. What is pop and what is indie is the first question to read with an answer, which I still feel like I struggle to articulate. I can hear it and I can tell you what I feel it is and a lot of people will agree and some won't. But when it comes to articulating it, I think indie just comes from a not just a sphere of something that is uh, non-Bollywood or non-film music, something that's indie can be a different set of things. One could be just the idea of something that has been completely written, executed, played and produced and even possibly recorded and mastered uh, by the artists themselves. Like literally bedroom pop is an entire genre in itself which yeah. I really love. I mean, again, bedroom pop is not just about being in your bedroom recording at home by yourself. It could be a lot more than that, but that feeling of, oh, this is intimate. It sounds like something that was that was conceptualized just in an intimate indoor space. You can just hear it and you know that. Um, that kind of indie is my favorite. There's other types of indie where it's the sound of it being kind of rough around the edges, a little bit taken, taking a certain idea of what pop is or what rock is or what jazz is and turning it on its head, that is also a very uh, indie idea, which people also tend to call out on. Um, but what makes an indie artist pop artist, I think, would, uh, would really uh, depend on a couple of factors in my head, at least, and what I understand of it. First would be if there is a jump in your quality of the kind of songs you're writing and the songs that you're producing and putting out there, uh, possibly having more visibility. Pop is popular. If you are a pop artist and doing the kind of sound that is easily recognizable, easy to groove to, and just has that quality of something that you've heard before, but still entertaining, because good pop is a big recycling of everything you've ever heard before, but executed in a way that you still find enjoyable. Uh, there is a lot of pop music out there which is not subjectively very good, and people have difference of opinions of what they think is a good pop song or a bad pop song but i think if you can execute it in a way that's interesting to its audience then yeah it is good um i've i've in many instances uh defended someone like even uh, as hated as a justin bieber or uh, ariana grande saying that i 
I subjectively feel this particular song by this artist is really good. Also for the sake that he wasn't the only one writing it. There are other very talented, hardworking musicians who have put the effort into making the song what it is. Appreciate that too and see that pop music can be good. Even the biggest names in pop music can have some really good songs that are worth enjoying. And not to just shun them as being mainstream and overdone. Um, indie artists getting into pop also can really depend on if they uh, get that kind of a big break on possibly getting uh, a producer that's well known or a kind of release and distribution that is put on billboards or the kind of NH7 or even bigger than that, maybe some international uh, uh, festival uh, visibility and opportunities as well. Like everyone thought Pratik Kohar was an indie singer, songwriter, singing songs like, and he has a really nice ukulele song, which which is why I took a genuine interest in Pratik mm-hmm. Kohar in the beginning. It's called Savera, actually. Um, check out Savera by Pratik Kohar. It's not on Spotify. He never released it as an official single. It's just on YouTube somewhere. Okay. Um, okay. But I think his trajectory is the perfect example of going from indie to pop. Then again, he's doing what he's doing. It has not changed drastically. He's not gone from someone doing singer-songwriter to doing a lot of film music and electronic dubstep <laughs> influences and all of that. None of that phased him or in any way, like, you know, broke his mold. Um, but I think what really made him pop, was, <laughs> what made him pop, uh, was uh, visibility. I think visibility is what can turn into pop. Yeah, suddenly all, yeah the suddenly all the people I knew who, you know, who did not know anything beyond movies. I mean, music that comes out of the movie was singing chords. Right. Exactly. And you know, one big... Exactly. And one big thing about pop also is that it's one thing to try and do what others do and execute it well and execute it in a way that's unique to you so that people relate to it. Relatability is a big factor. And the fact that they actually see uh, something in themselves that they sorry, see something in you that they also see in themselves. I feel like a pop artist is a good pop artist is someone whose songs uh, you feel like you want to try covering or you just like singing it. Any kind of an artist who has a very tough song that they have put out there for me to be able to cover or sing. I will not possibly pay as much attention, but if it's a simple song that carries a tune, which I possibly can manage to sing as well, and I enjoy it because I'm like, oh, I can actually sing this song. Um, and it's a simple tune that just sounds like something familiar I've heard before. That also can really translate well. Um, someone like maybe a Lady Gaga out there, not that she was an indie artist, she was a pop artist trying to be a big pop star. Um, but I think when you can be genuine in yourself and take ideas that you may have heard before, but present them in a way that is so you, that you make people believe that they should relate to this. Who wanted to relate to Bad Romance when it came out? It was just so well done. It was just so fresh that people started, the zeitgeist and the culture started to mold itself to what Bad Romance's um, idea is. Like, I don't think someone like a Billie Eilish with doing as much of weird, uh, crazy, uh, morbid stuff that she does as a visual artist as well for her music videos would be that well received if uh, someone like a Lady Gaga hadn't paved the way. And before Lady Gaga, if a Madonna hadn't paved the way. But this is me talking about my experience of what I think of pop music in the Western and international sense. Um, Coming back to Indian indie. I see someone like a Karshini Nair has joined in. I don't know if she's still yeah, around. Yes, or she joins. She, I'm sorry? 
Oh my God, Kashmir, you're tired. I hope you all are still around listening. When I talk about the idea of going from indie to pop and mainstream and visibility, and just trying to find a bigger base that believes in the music that you make, I talk about artists like you. I love you guys. I just want to give a shout out. Yeah, same. I love same. both of them love so much. I've seen them <laughs> from literally, from, literally when from when they were. When they were. There was this point where Kashmir had. Where Kashmir had discussing and you told me that this would be one of the things that uh, you'd like to try and touch upon. Uh, I thought, is five years too short a time? Should we make it 10 years? And then I actually went through my music playlist and I realized, no, a lot more has happened in the last five years than the 10 years. It feels like 10 years to five years ago, that matter of, say, 2005 to 10, sorry, 2010 to 15, uh, was still quite plateau. 15 to 20 has exploded. Um, I mean, some of the answers are obvious. A lot of people interested everywhere, all around the country, in more live music experiences. Something like an NH7 and Supersonic, and even so far, for that matter, in its own sense of being intimate shows, nothing too big or festival like, but still something that makes you appreciate the idea that India has standing. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sounds like a plug for the TV show. But. Um, yeah, in that, getting to get more people to listen to that kind of music and realize there's a lot more out there than just Bollywood. But I cannot not um, appreciate and acknowledge all the artists who make it big enough and also take on the opportunity to possibly risk their indie cred to become kind of mainstream by taking on film music. My biggest example here that we all can literally at a count of one, two, and three, Bandai by uh, Indian Ocean. Uh, so many people, because they heard it in that movie, got so hooked on to it, they pushed it and decided to their concerts. I had no idea. I had no idea. What? Let me educate you, huh? Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I love Indian Ocean to death. I knew of them before they were on Black Friday. Black Friday is the name of this Hindi movie. I can't remember anything about the movie, but I know that Bande became very yeah. popular because of that movie. And also the fact that it just gave people, uh, a lot of indie musicians also like, oh wow, someone can make it big by become, becoming part of a, 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 a Hindi movie soundtrack. Then like, you know, should possibly try to put more effort and time and just try to move in that direction, hoping for there to be a brighter future in this industry. I feel like a lot of artists may have taken some amount of inspiration from that. Not the inspiration that, oh, I will make it big if I come into a movie soundtrack. No, that it can it can be that an independent artist can get recognition and like stadium full audiences and whatnot. I remember going to Mode Indigo and watching Indian Ocean and people were crazy. And I'm like, these college students would have never heard of these 50-something guys who have been yeah. playing for almost 20 or 30 years now. Um, but like, you know, something like this, again, just, just proves that visibility in that sense can really, uh, like, really make a big difference. Um, yeah, Agni is an example. Agni is an example, for sure. And Raghu Dixit as well. Raghu Dixit has done some more lesser-known indie movies, but even his exposure into... If you're on a screen 
I think even if you have a great music video that people will remember, like Euphoria. Come on, Euphoria yes. was not meant was not meant for or known for being film music uh, uh, popular. They were known for those really well made music videos that Channel V and MTV India just blasted every day of the week. Yeah, even Lucky Ali for Lucky Ali for. Oh, for sure, Lucky Ali had a very polarizing and a very interesting career in doing both indie and uh, uh, film music. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had the so I've had the privilege to be able to photograph Agni and Dinushin and Pal and and even talk to them about it. They're such lovely people, and it's it's quite interesting how there was there was a time where there was a very small demographic that knew them. Or you know, the biggest of them, and now it's finally at a point where. But you know, you have a stage just for them. Yeah. Do you feel like do you, feel like you know the indie music the community, indie music community, like the people who like consume indie music, music, are becoming right. are becoming elitist? Are becoming are becoming elitist in nature? Yes. With yes. but with, with, the but Very interesting question, man. I'll have to think about this, but. my initial thought and it's kind of unrelated but also very much topical is all this banter and all of this debate going on on the social media that i'm seeing every now and then about how uh, people are judging and uh, wrongly judging an app like tiktok uh, saying that the content over there can be very cringy can be uh, produced by people that they wouldn't want to uh, in any way uh, interact with in real life and a lot of people are then uh, 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 are answering back by saying that just sounds very elitist uh, you are finally getting to see an app booming and giving a platform to a lot of people from a class that is not the same as yours maybe is not a class that is as well privileged and fortunate as yours but is still giving them a device and a tool to express themselves creatively and just have a laugh honestly yeah um I see nothing wrong in that. I, after reading these debates, and just kind of uh, agree with the points of the people that said that it is rather elitist to think that TikTok is cringy only because of the people that make the content on there. Because so much good content has now come on TikTok because people are starting to see um, uh, how this could possibly be the future of social media. That there's some really good content to follow as well. I joined uh, TikTok. I'm I'm calling this particular public interview. uh my uh, coming out uh, of or <laughs> 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 talking about the fact that yes i am a tiktok user and i am rather addicted and i think there's a good future there you can even with love my platform is going to go on tiktok soon enough i think there's a real future in trying to push my ukulele uh, content and all the people who have performed at the strum away events to even possibly find a place and some viewership on tiktok i think it could really sell right but then what do you think then what do you think sorry coming back coming back I I I have a point here. When when your general outlook towards life is that you will only interact with, consume, art of, and in any way have anything to do with people who are either at your social level or class level or above, um, is uh, you might not even know it, but it could be something that is out there that kind of uh, internal inter- internalized classism. Um, yeah, is when you are. It can translate very well into the music you hear as well. Oh, that music is cool because it takes influences from the kind of Western music I like, from the white people that I listen to all the time. Uh, 
and yeah. uh, oh i don't care for hindi pop you they're talking in a language that i barely speak and to my friends sorry yeah. for this bad sobo girl uh, impersonation no, but, but i know you know get you get my point yeah. <laughs> no so you know so, you know it, what i'm talking about you what know, i'm talking about you know that cartoon that was going on saying that saying that uh, if they ever had to divide up or put us in jail put us in jail in a place where these same people who like the genre that i like I get that you will definitely uh, you will definitely connect with and uh, uh what do you say relate to and also possibly find a sort of kinship with people who have similar tastes to you. I find a kinship to people who are sindhi like me which is my like which is my caste. Um not because I feel like we have similar points in terms of the language we speak or the upri- uh, the upbringing we've had or the fact that oh you and I are from the same caste so you're good and others are bad nothing like that. it's 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 the point that i love to relate on with any other sindhi person that i meet in uh, a social situation is to ask them how did your community screw you up like they screwed me <laughs> <up>. <laughs> i'm sorry god sorry let's god. bitch <laughs> something i'm trying something to understand, trying to understand. <laughs> like for example like for example my previous question yeah. about this question about becoming a pop artist i had him in mind i had him in mind Mm-hmm. when i when i but then but then also i remember people going like oh pratik is too pop now so i don't I think i don't want to i think see uh, after you become someone as big as a pratik who heard i think i think pratik must be dealing with these demons and i get it i see it by just uh, listening to interviews and hearing the personal perspectives of a lot of uh, musicians that i like some who have shared it with me directly and some who possibly share it uh through their writing or through their uh, uh, interviews in general it's a lot of pressure to try to uh, uh please the people who like you for who you are but also the people who want something new out of you and that balance is very hard to create and if you feel like uh, pratik uhad's last album was not much different than the album before that or that you think that he just has a bigger sound but nothing new to offer that could be your personal uh, opinion and uh him getting mainstream is again just because everyone around you knows them and there's nothing special left in the discovery or something that is yours and yours alone uh celebrate his success man as a type ke log milte nahi hai who create the kind of success being singer songwriters he's not some big loud rock artist trying like begging for attention he's doing what he's doing and still getting as much uh, um fame and listenership and just the kind of uh, fandom that he has I appreciate it. I I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest Pratik Kohar fan personally, but do I appreciate everything he's doing? Yes, I do. Right. Right. I get that. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? I feel like that also I comes. I feel like that also comes. Like uh, how the like media represents also plays a part in something like that. How do you feel how like you feel like uh what's your take uh, on what's your take on on how the media represents pop artists for example like your Bohemian Rhapsody Selena Right. How did you feel you about feel either of these movies? So big ups to someone like a Rami Malek actually winning an Oscar for this movie, but I have a confession to make. I still haven't watched Bollywood Rhapsody. Okay. I don't know why, but for whatever reviews I read, even though the points that were in NB criticizing the movie and talking about how some things were not represented correctly. were exactly the point i was hoping would be represented correctly and because they were not as interesting to watch i think you know what i'm talking about yes 
Yes. Uh, so uh, I I just I was like no then never mind because about the music I watched a Queen documentary before I've heard a lot about them through their interviews <laughs> and the stories that others keep sharing other pop stars keep sharing about their influence through Queen um, from Queen. Uh, do I need to watch this fictionalized account of it? Not really. It really depends of how, it depends on how much you like an artist and how much of the media that surrounds them you're willing to follow. There are still a lot of people who will be very ignorant of the fact, or pretty much just deny uh, knowing that there's so much news out there that Michael Jackson's claims about all the stuff that happened with the children that he was involved with, or that he had any kind of connection with, could be true. We are, we are not a hundred percent sure. I didn't really go into doing the research to find the informed decision. Did he? Did he not? Do I believe it? Do I believe it not? I honestly didn't want to do that research because I was just very like. I was very uh, triggered by the idea of just going through that and hearing those stories and you know just feeling so sad uh, that I was like I'm not willing to believe anything but I do kind of feel like I don't want to in any way engage in stories about or the fandom behind Michael Jackson. People start talking about how much they love MJ and that thought just keeps looming in my head. I don't judge you for liking MJ. I still enjoy the music but it is hard to like it is hard to separate the art from the artist when you hear. Such a story, uh, but yeah, it really depends on how much you are willing to engage in the media that is representing an artist. Yes, and I think. Yes, um, and I think. Um, but then that also but then that makes also people think people's responsibility somewhere. somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't. I, I, I feel don't, like it's a vicious circle. I get that, but the consumers. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you when you said it's the consumer's responsibility, and I also pretty much said all the things I said right now. I feel like redacting some of it because it kind of sounds like it's your fault because you, <laughs> because well, you wore that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why can't the media be more informed and be human and be a little diplomatic rather than try to tarnish their representation? Oh, sorry, their their image. Um, yeah, but then that also varies in some cases. Like, for example, if you have someone like a Chris Brown or Rihanna, Rihanna, right? And I feel like they would. I feel like it's. Uh, I get that. And even I find and it. Even I find it growing, growing up, while growing up, you know, loving his Same. Oh my God! With you, with you was my favorite Chris Brown song. Yeah, I used to love singing. Yeah, and there was yeah, and, and there, was, there was a point where I heard, point where I, heard uh, I think transforming after, so after so long, and it's like oh, this yeah. is like, oh, this and I had to pause, and I said wait, no, he physically abused yeah. her, and then it took me a while, it took me a while to do that because yeah. I can't. Rather says, uh, oh yeah, I'm not read anything. The concept of the concept separating of art from the artist gives people a negative What do you think? An excuse for what? An excuse for all those memories you've created in how much you enjoyed someone's uh, work of art, and uh, feeling like you're in some way denying that experience because you have to now deny the artist for who they are as a person. I get it. I have some beautiful memories dancing to Michael Jackson on my bed with my sister, and now it just makes me kind of cringe. Do yeah. I want to try and ignore that and still hold them as good memories? I kind of do. Do I want to forget that Michael Jackson may have done all of those things? I don't. It it's it's tricky. Yeah, I wasn't that yeah, big of a fan. That big of a so I was quite, you know, indifferent you know, to the On one hand, he's, on one he did hand, this he Super Bowl uh, performance, performance with the kids. With the kids. 
Right. I don't know if you watched that video. It's not really produced video. And on the other hand, you get him sexually molesting and assaulting children. Exactly. It's just. It's funny, you know. I took I took a music production course for a short while, just trying to understand how um, sound works and sound engineering can work. And one of the videos that I was watching that was just giving me some good insight into how a song is mixed and whatnot had a, a very good example and a very good reference point of the song Thriller by Michael Jackson. And I appreciated every single thing the producer of that song has done. in terms of creating that song but again that thought was looming in my head should i pause and <laughs> and skip to the part after this or should i just study the song because it's just a piece of work that i'm trying to study it's very weird it's it, it kind of follows you everywhere if you have that kind of a conscience so if you're trying to not ignore it because yeah i get that i get on a light or no oh yeah we should come back to indian in in the music for yeah. god's sake like those white pop stars sorry he was black anyway those western pop stars can, can take that's, a break that's the big and i don't and i don't possibly uh, i found that i found that, I found that, I found that quite uh, quite sad in some sense, sense. Hmm. Right. but come back on a like on a like then your favorite or who do you think are the most promising in the artist in the artist Oh, fun! I wish some of them were here right now, so I could just shout them out and say, "Hey, I love you." I mean, some of them might still be there. I've not seen Atharv and Tarsh. Mr. Just say hi. You can do it on the story. You can do it on the story. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, um, I have a page called Indie Find. If someone is just uh, like uh, uh, tuning in, uh, it's at Indie dot Find, and I, for the last year, have been playlisting and uh, posting. you know a couple of videos a month of any gigs that i may have attended and some live music uh, footage uh, of a certain artist that i want to uh, uh, feature and uh, shout out uh, through my page uh, i can't believe that uh, i think a lot of it has just got to do with a community sense of sharing the fact that i made a playlist i tagged nine artists uh, those artists possibly reshared that on their story or told their friends that hey i've featured check it out uh, my playlist on spotify get followers my page is getting uh, i i'm celebrating the fact that i've got 1000 plus followers on the finds page now which i'm very happy about uh, i all i do is post two videos and one playlist a month that people get to actually follow that is kind of mind blowing to me um but um, i had a top 10 in the year of 2019 which i was very proud of it took a long time to try to figure out what my top 10 was i hate picking favorites But uh, some of those artists, I'm sorry. Just let Spotify do that. Let Spotify do that. <laughs> Spotify helps me discover a lot of good yeah. new music. A big shout out to all the other sources from which I find out about releases, and then try and figure out which ones make it into my playlist according to what I found was interesting, or yeah. uh, you know, in my top ten for that month. Um, Indian Music Diaries, uh, Rolling Stone India, A Humming Heart. and some other curators like me who are just doing it out of passion and just doing like it made in india randomly yeah. uh, oh god how could i forget yes of course made in india um and uh, definitely uh, even some people like step into they see and the chennai music scene which are two pages that i follow they're just doing great work in themselves and creating playlists all the time um i just wanted to um, give that kind of preface because uh, the top 10 uh new artists in 2020 that i had listed i would like to list that out again to you um on my top 10 would of course be 
Rashi Nair, who, congratulations, girl, she just got picked up by Pagal Bhai, now the management company that does, or at least used to manage Prati Kuhar as well. So that girl is already on her way to get there. Oh, wow. Uh, Rashi has been a good friend that I actually, like Pune girl, actually met at a World Music Day uh, open mic uh, uh, organized by our mutual friend Prithvi, and you were also involved, I remember. And uh, she literally went right after me, or yeah, right after me on stage. And I heard her, and I'm like, oh my god, this girl's gonna be something. She's gonna be something. She did the so far third year anniversary gig, and right before she went up on stage, you were there too. Right before she went up on stage, I told her, Kashni, don't worry about it. She was just feeling nervous, and something's going on. Don't be nervous. You deserve more than this. Like, since there are only six people here, I can say that and <laughs> and kind of belittle the very cause that I do. But <laughs> I love so far Pune. I just think that, yes, what we are doing is pretty cool, but there are bigger stages for artists to grow and really find that kind of um, uh, visibility. And I think someone like Akashin deserves that. Uh, and I told her that right before she went on stage. And now Pagal Haina. And next, I think, headline some festivals. I think. Um, yeah. Park Circus from Kolkata, they are amazing. If you haven't heard them, please check them out. Park Circus. Hello. I don't see you. Yes. Your, your face was just frozen. I like, uh, I switched off my Instagram and restarted it to find you. Oh, okay. No, I just get awkward when I have to be live and, you know, talk to people because then it's just weird because I'm talking to a camera at the end of the day. Huh? My head is looking great. Sorry. I just saw you a minute ago, like, uh, going live. Like, how long were you sitting there awkwardly waiting? Uh, we're at 2 minutes 45 seconds right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Cool. No, no, it's uh, okay. I'm just, I'm just looking at my head. I'm like, What's, what is going on? You're looking nice. You're looking flat. I know. I love it. I love it. My hair just becomes curly sometimes. It's like I don't have to spend on a stylist. So I'm quite glad about that. Thanks, Sweet. mom, for your jeans. I think my mom is watching, so thanks. So, coming <laughs> back, you were uh, telling me in the previous video about your top 10 favorite and, you know, the most promising indie artists that you've seen. Right. Oh, I must say, like, it is really sweet of you. I know we were hoping to be under one hour and we're doing a second part now, so that's cool. Oh, uh, that's okay. I, I tend to speak a lot. You can cut me off, far, like, you know, far more <laughs> than you did. <laughs> Uh, I'll go a little faster now. Uh, I said Kashmir Nair has to be one of my top 10. So does um, definitely Park Circus. I love this uh, duo called Nothing Anonymous that for the right. people watching over here, uh, some insider um, some insider information as the artist manager and uh, so far Pune, they were actually scheduled to perform in March, the last gig that we were supposed to do and it got cancelled. Uh, no, nothing anonymous were in my top 10 best artists of this coming year, of this current year now. And uh, we were going to see them perform live also. I've never seen them perform live and I literally asked them if they'd come down to Pune from Bombay to perform. And uh, that sadly didn't work out. But they're an electronic, indie electronic duo. The, uh, it's a male-female duo and the male counterpart, please, I'm so sorry, for, forgive me for not being able to remember your name right now. Uh, is also part of uh, another uh, act that I really like. This uh, is a new album as well. Um, and I'm, oh God, I'm completely losing uh, my memory right now. I can't it's okay. Um, they released an album called uh, Charlie Dreams of Escape. Can someone please remind me if you're watching and you know 
this artist, this electronic duo artist. I'm uh, looking it up. Who have um, an album called Charlie Dreams of Festival. He's also part of that band. And he just got married on Zoom. It was so cute. I saw his what? story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How? Well, yeah, he and he, his uh, fiance and maybe some close family members were already quarantined together or they broke quarantine. And they got married and everyone else joined in through Zoom. <laughs> Oh, so the the group is called Ape Echoes. Ape Echoes, of course, yes. Of so course. they're under Britya, okay. Yeah, they're under Britya. Uh, if I'm not wrong, so is uh, nothing anonymous. Uh, another artist, oh, of course, Osho Jen, such a beautiful soul. If there has to be someone right now, Hindi singer, songwriter, pop, uh, and also just having that kind of a very uh, strong footing in Urdu uh, language being translated into modern singer, songwriter, pop. Uh, it will be Osho Jain. Oh my God. Him and Samir Rahat. They are both amazing. And yeah, Osho I like Jain, Samir Rahat a lot. Oh yeah, of course. Samir is amazing as well. He was, all, yeah. he was not part of my initial top 10 list, but I'm starting to see that he's really gaining that cloud. He might be on my top 10 for 2021. Uh, let's okay. see how the year progresses. Yes, let's um, see how you do it, Samir. You've got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to make it to my list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Osho Jain has this viral, famous ukulele song called Khushto uh, Hai uh, which yeah. uh, one of my students actually covered at Strum Away and killed it. That video is coming out on my YouTube channel soon. Um, plug. Um, yeah, plug. <laughs> and uh, who else was on that list of mine? Let me see. I know that they're not a new... I'm sorry? I just said, feel free to shamelessly plug yourself. It's fine. You've got Indefiant, you've got Ukulele with Love, you've got Strum Away, you've got So Far. Just keep plugging. It's fine. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm part of some of them, half of them anyway, so I have no problem. Oh, let me take a second to plug my dear friend Sagamitra on the other end of this live, who has been a photographer for half the projects that I um, that I uh, lead. Actually, all of them. You've also done uh, photography for an Indefiant event with Cinema of Excels. You've definitely yeah. you've done Strum Away and you've been the photography and videography lead for so far only for a year. So yeah, it's just some a lot of feathers under your cap. This has been completely this has been completely uh, nepotistic and uh, biased yeah. for calling me all like we've we've known each other and worked <laughs> together. And, for so long. Yeah, for, for so, so long. long. Like, I'm no one new to her, she's no one new to me, but I love you so much. And I love you too. I was going to save this towards the end and embarrass you with a fun story. Uh, but I will do it right now since we're on that tangent. Uh, Sangamitra Shastri over here, I met her at a friend's party almost two or three years ago. And I think she was now going through the best of a day or maybe the best of a phase in life. But I thought that this person is possibly going through a lot of shit. And just I could sense that aura of some kind of negativity going on in uh, your yeah. life. That thought, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I thought this this girl, I think she's really smart and she she has some potential to be someone really cool that I would like to be friends with, but I can't really get past whatever's happening in this initial impression that I'm getting from her. Um, yeah. I have, every time that I've met you since then, have kind of just let go of that initial impression. You know how first impressions can really but, stick with you? But even the, even the greatest example of someone's first impression being completely wrong in my head. And oh, you, yeah, that's I, so many people. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, I think like, who just, was that person? 
Yeah, yeah I, I think I think things just possibly got slightly better in your life later on, or it just takes some time for someone to see that you're a gemful person. I would just like to say that. Probably. But wait, whose party was this? Casey's, of course. Sweetheart, that's not the first time we met. When did we first meet then? In Vardyas, in college. We're college friends. Wait, Sangamitra, I know with Rubina. We had seen each other in Vardyas. We met each other regularly. We met each other through Rubina and Dheeraj. Through Dheeraj more. When did we sit and actually have like a conversation that we both would remember? I, c- I cannot place. What are you talking me, about? Me one conversation we had during Vardyas that were that was memorable. I think at Casey's party we talked. Talked. I properly talked, maybe. Maybe yeah, yeah, that was a very bad day. My God, <laughs> yeah, I could see. That's why it was okay, so back, It was horrible. Okay, coming back to what I remember yeah. that day. My God, I can't even. I don't even want to go back there. But no, but we met in school, so that's not the first time you met. So your first impression of me was that little that kid from college who chilled with the older people. You don't tell me what my impression of you is. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's not the first time we met. That's all. <laughs> interview is about sorry sorry about my language what this interview is about <laughs> you can cut that out hopefully <laughs> i mean not from the live video so i hope your mom's going to watch this because my mom is watching this right now hello auntie <laughs> i just got that word yesterday <laughs> sorry coming back coming back to your top 10 <laughs> okay coming back to my top 10 uh we uh have uh, some really interesting artists. I think I'm very gravitated towards people who are in the realm of doing soul and R&B music and yeah. electronic music and singer-songwriter music. That's just where I see myself as an artist, uh, not only exploring and discovering music of that uh, type, but also possibly wanting to play such music. Um, God, it's taken me a second to just recall uh, that entire list. I wish I had it written down in front of me. Uh, another artist who was not on my list, but I think has a bright future and has been really progressively showing a lot of different ways that they are really someone to watch out for in the electronic scene is three oscillators, Bridge yes. Dalby, uh, yeah, who, who actually was someone I met when he was 14. He's my best friend's cousin. Oh, and wow. I'd literally known him as a little child. And now he's just turned into this huge ass uh, uh, artist in the, in the electronic scene, love reproduce artists and whatever they do. I, I, I I discovered and found out that he's an artist himself because of Reproduce and the underground electronic and uh, indie acts that they host in different cities and different spaces. Uh, Tifa being one of the centers of such things. In yeah. Tifa is doing some great webinars right now. Tifa, all all the artists that they are getting a hold of to do these uh, takeovers, they got Sajid Wajid recently, they got uh, Shiloshev Suleiman. I love them. It was beautiful. Yeah. I usually I usually get so pissed off and repulsed by any page that has like so many dots on their story. Like they've posted more than 50 stories in a day and I'm like, I'm not going to watch this. But Tifa has been a big, like a, a big exception to that because I want to see everything that the artist has posted that has taken over. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Okay, I will keep it to my top five. I'll just give you one more name that I really like and we can move on to another question or talk about something else. Uh, ooh, last one, I should give it to someone that I really am digging right now that I would like to uh, talk about and see that there's a lot going on that uh, is very promising. Uh, who should that be? Um, oh, yeah, J-Babe. Like, oh. I know that 
I know the guy already has a lot of a kickstart as an artist out there who already has his foot in the door as one of the vocalists of the F16s. But my God, the way he's pivoted in what he's done with J-Babe as his solo project is amazing. Oh, I love J-Babe. His work, like, I remember looking at the album name and it's so long. I don't, I don't even remember <laughs> it. I'm actually going to look it up because... That dude, his voice... It's a quote from a book or something, if I'm not wrong. Really? I thought he just came yeah. up with... I thought it was one of the most ingenious album names I have ever heard of. Dude, so it's a quote I, I googled the, that name to know if it's so if it was really something he came up with or is it a reference to something. It's either a, it's either a lyric from a song or a quote from a book. So this is the kind of stuff he you know creates. His album name in from 2019 is called "Play the Piano Drunk Like a Percussion Instrument Until the Fingers Begin to Bleed a Bit." And he has a track that says, "I'll get the check. We can split the regret." And I love it. It's a great vibe. I, I particularly love his song and the way it drops at the very beginning after this very weird and dreamy uh, intro. It's called a little a little bit of gay or a little amount of gay, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I think so. I'm not. I have Damn to check. Oh, um, and I must say, I could not recall the name of this artist to be a good amount. Of, sorry. Yeah, a good amount. Yes, hmm. uh, I could not recall this artist's name, even though he should have been at the top of my list and the first name that came up on my. Uh, on the top of my head, sorry and no offense to any of the other artists that I just listed, uh, is because they had not released their proper debut uh, piece of work uh, by the time my uh, list came out. But they are going to be on my 2021's ne- uh, top 10 new artists. Of course, Loyal. Yeah. Then, how the hell do you forget someone oh, like me? Oh, is a no, powerhouse and a force to be reckoned with as an artist. Like people oh, are. Madly underestimating and not giving him as much attention that he has his, deserved since the day he released his album. His stage presence. My God, that boy is something else. His Instagram stories are very entertaining, but his stage <laughs> presence is another level. It's ridiculous how great he is. How You don't know how much I love Loya. Like, and his lyrics. I've loved him since the first so far he did as... Uh, uh, as Our State uh, of Mind. Yeah, our state of mind. I call them awesome. Um, yeah, awesome. Because they are. <laughs> yeah. And then I literally asked him to do Strum Away without, without having any confidence if he even plays the ukulele or not. I knew he could figure it out because just his musicianship will shine through even if he's bloody hell banging his hands on the floor. Yeah. He did a Strum Away gig, played, picked up the ukulele. He tells me later that he even more or less ad-libbed and completely improvised the words coming out of his mouth. There's just random musings that came out as lyrics of the song that he played on stage. And I'm like, that was not a song you wrote, wrote. That's something you came up with. You were writing a song on stage. (laughs) These musicians and their word vomit, no? Sometimes I don't like it. I want that. Now that I I hear his performance back, I can't understand what one sentence means after the other. So I guess he was just randomly coming up with stuff on stage, which is amazing. But yeah, props to him. So tell tell me a little more about Stramaway. Oh, yes, fun. Okay. Um, Ukulele with Love just started as a random name on a poster created by my dear friend Anada Menon, who has gone on to design so many different things for the sake of Ukulele with Love and a ukulele player herself. 
I love to say that out of almost 10, uh, 10 visual artists that I've engaged with who have created some of the other poster or merchandise for uh, uh, my platform of all the events that I host, uh, half of them, I think more than half of them, they you can themselves. It's just so nice to meet other artists who understand the instrument and how much they love it themselves to want to create some art to support this, this, yes. this uh, community and this uh, little dream that I have. Um, but uh, Stromaway just started as a space for me. I thought, okay, I could have a student recital of sorts or a showcase where uh, my students get to perform for their friends and family. Very intimate, 20, 30 people max. Nothing too intimidating for someone who's trying to perform for the first time. I remember playing the guitar for the first time in front of an audience that had my best friend and my mom watching me. And it was maybe 15 people and that also just was so, yeah, I so nerve-wracking. So I'm like, you know what, let's keep it small and intimate. It will still be a very nice and encouraging crowd. I'm sure every person who's out there has a friend who's going to go on stage and they understand that they need to sit through some amount of uh, awkwardness <laughs> and someone may be messing up on stage. But the fact that my students are showing the balls to actually go on stage, showing the nerve to go on stage and talk about uh, and, and uh, display what they've been working on for the past few months. I thought, why not give it a name and make it a sort of an event that can have its own editions and its own um, reproductions yeah. every, uh, uh, every few months. So I named it Stramovi. I had some initial, uh, I had some initial backlash on it saying strum away sounds like shoe away and it sounds yeah. a little dismissive. And I'm like, no, my idea of strumming away is like going away into the distance. Like that is kind of elevating you to go to the next level. That's the context I thought the name fits well in. Uh, and uh, ukulele is a strummer's instrument, which is this, so it made sense. Um, the first... It's going to be two years, by the way. The next Stromaway that I host will be the second year anniversary of Stromaway. And the oh, seven. wow. Yeah, it's going You've to be the seventh. seven of these so far. Yeah, I will be doing the seventh one now. Uh, oh, we've done six of these by now. The first one was a workshop come student showcase. The second one was a student showcase come open mic. The third mm -hmm. one was a student showcase open mic and a feature artist uh, um, uh, set. Uh, and then that that uh, particular format has uh, gone ahead. You did the first one, I believe, with the Murphy's yeah. one, at Murphy, uh, which where, where that that uh, that was the third one, and that one was uh, the solidified structure that is going on till date. There will be a student showcase of maybe half an hour with five or six of my students who've just graduated, beginner or intermediate. Some of them who are watching this right now. My yeah, Trisha here. Yeah, Trisha here. Um, and uh, then an open mic with a lot of my friends or maybe even ex-students who would like to do something fun and uh, come back to the stage to perform at Stramovie. And then a feature uh, set which had two of our really close friends, Nida and Vishwa. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're still here. Vishwa was just here and he left. Big shout out to Vishwa, to Nida, yeah, Rajaka, all the people. Uh, even the recent ones for the Instagram live feature set that they did, Anisha and uh, Jay, like just such amazing talents and the fact that they're using the ukulele to create original music or that they're extending their original music to play on the ukulele as well. Uh, just yeah. even if it's a one-time deal to uh, try and do something new on a stage like ours, it's just very nice to see that uh, independent music, like it, this, is, this is a lovely marriage and, uh, of synergies that I believe in independent musicians and independent music 
and then them using the UKDAD as their instrument, some either as a secondary or some as a primary instrument to express themselves uh, through the music that they write. So just, yeah, very grateful that all of this has come together and we have done six editions of it to just let people see that the ukulele is no laughing matter. It's not just a chota guitar that, uh, <laughs> that can be used as a little gag to play happy birthday. It can be a proper instrument that deserves its own space in terms of original music and the appreciation of music in general. And uh, yeah, I mean, the Goa Ukulele Festival also just in its own way, they didn't realize what they did for someone like me sitting in Pune. They validated the fact that an instrument like this can have a festival. A small yeah. scale do-it-yourself festival, great. It doesn't need to be something that's being hyped on book my show and Times of India. It's fine. Yeah. The fact that someone thought that it could be an event bigger than it needs to be and got 100 people to come for the first one and almost two to 300 people for the second That is a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's still a lot. It's two editions that they've done. I went alone for the first time, did a workshop did a performance. The second one, I told all my students and friends, hey, do you all want to come along for the next one? And I managed to convince and get 12 people with me. And we, as a group of 12 people, performed together at the second edition of... Wow. Uh, I, I feel so bad that I missed that. You should have been there. It was so lovely. It's, it felt so nice. As I said, I feel like I'm kind of friends with my own students. Uh, that, that Goa trip actually solidified that. We just got to hang out with each other and know each other on a more personal level and just have more fun uh, experiences uh, traveling together and performing together on stage over there. It was, I mean, we, we had a very good audience and a lot of people just wanting to see, oh, an entire group of people performing together. Let's see what this is about. So I, I was very happy by the response that we got there on stage. Made the whole trip worth it. Yeah, I'm sure. Have you written any originals, by the way, that I don't yes, know of? I've written three original songs. Nothing has been recorded professionally to put out there online because I still feel like I'm trying to figure out what I want to do as a musician that writes their own music. And I feel like I've not given that much time and uh, effort into figuring it out because I've been very comfortable with all the things that I do in music already. To put myself through that kind of... And every musician will know it's kind of a internalized pressure of your own trying to push yourself to go out yeah. there and write some more music see what your voice is, what you want to say through your music and how you want to just on a more monetary and economical sense, try to gather the sources to be able to afford to record. And all of that is somewhere that I'm finding some of the other obstacle that's not getting me to do more than I have yet. But I do intend to give it a genuine shot now that there's all this time and all this uh, space to introspect. I'm like, why can't I just work on it and see if I would like to be a performer and a recording artist in my future as well. Like there's a lot of time in general in my life to do everything and anything, so, especially in the, in the, in the music realm. So, um, yeah, two of them have been songs I've written myself. One has been an instrumental piece that I've written with my friend Akashita, you know Akashita as well. Yeah. And uh, we recorded a demo of that, which we didn't really release because it wasn't quite there yet. It wasn't really all that well done, but we had a very solid song we've written together. Nida is over here. We literally got on an Instagram call and were discussing ideas to try and collaborate and write a song together. And I'm in the middle of writing and finishing my fourth song with Nida. Oh, wow. I, can't, I want you to actually release all of this so, you know, <laughs> I can share the life out of it. But 
you know now speaking of you know having the time now to be able to maybe project your energy towards things like this or things that you know matter what do you think right. are your advantages or limitations as a teacher as a performer as someone who consumes uh, who uh, who's an avid uh, indie music consumer or an indie <laughs> gig consumer what do you think are your advantages and limitations right now with the lockdown that's a beautiful question thank you for asking that um i think a lot of people don't realize that they have definitely um some amount of obstacles in possibly the kind of equipment that they couldn't uh manage to or couldn't afford to or didn't think was required to acquire before this lockdown and i feel for me that was possibly getting a decent dish uh usb mic that i could connect to my laptop and record whatever music ideas that i have so the one thing that i don't want to just share as an experience but also give somewhat of a insight on or maybe a little bit of a push or an advice to people take it or leave it i think at any time that the lockdown is lifted even for a for a day that gets you an opportunity to go out there and maybe physically find because ordering something online and then not receiving it because of a number of reasons obvious reasons is one thing if there's any store that's open that in any way gets you the equipment that you need help for video content creation for music for anything that you feel you couldn't have access because those kinds of stores would just not like you know open because they're not not essential uh good stores um get it borrow money take it on EMI loan from your parents just take it because if there's any particular reason sorry for being so morbid But if there's any reason that the lockdown is put up again for any kind of human error or stupidity that causes us to possibly get pulled up in our houses again, at least you'll have the equipment that helps you. Yeah, if they can do it for liquor shops, why not for this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally thinking of trying and investing in a DSLR and a mic, and like, well, if I have to just live at my home and try to make an income by making YouTube tutorials, I can. Like hey, if y'all want, if y'all want to play the tutorial videos of my channel, say yes, give me a thumbs up. Yes, <laughs> let let love know because I'm sure you will have a great time doing that. I think I will too. I think it'll be a lot of fun to just interact with the camera. But in that sense, just putting out the kind of content that sticks there for people to actually take resource uh, and uh, reference from, and how they can improve, and what my idea of uh, um, what do you say? Uh, sharing knowledge and information as when it comes to music i feel like i've gotten some things right and i'm very good at teaching them but in some ways some things i'm still trying to figure out how to be a better teacher to my students um but i think lockdown getting people to spend more time to create more because there are not a lot of income sources in general for someone like a performer either be dance or theater or music yeah, or most more other that. forms that way where a lot of the income is based on you just putting yourself out there on a the stage and entertaining people um which is not either uh, is either happening on a very diminished scale by you doing some kind of online concert that pays you or you yeah. being someone who's an artist on Patreon where people are backing your work up and you're still sharing with mm-hmm. them or even someone like a Peter Cat recording company that already have a good enough base and a lot of people i believe who are backing them even in monetary senses uh maybe getting that through online concerts and stuff for ABC fee they still have put out a full album of their uh, and it's a very bold and cool move for them to put an entire album of their rejected tracks only on bandcamp and on instamojo for people to buy and support their music by not just streaming it because they're not allowing it anymore 
you have to buy their music and support them uh, that way to be That's a great idea. I think I, if any band will be able to sell, they'll be able to sell for hard cash. So. Um, yeah. And uh, lastly, I'd just like to say the advantage right now in my personal uh, experience and what I'm really seeing, I'm so glad about a lot of my friends were either already teaching but not really publicly promoting it because they wanted uh, uh, to just uh, be known for the performer or the recording artist that they are but they also had some students who had requested them personally to take them on as mentors, uh, sorry as mentees and they would mentor them. They are actually coming out to let people know that you know this could be this is the good time. Oh, you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. My phone fell. It's because it's charging and it's resting on my laptop right now. That's why. Oh, man, in my, in my point of view, it felt like you fell and I was like, are you yeah, okay? Yeah. Can, yeah, I, like, can I help you out? <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm quite capable of something like that, to be very honest. So, and you know that you can fall. Just why just walk and fall down. So it's fine. <laughs> it's, it, it's the ground's fault, not mine. Huh. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, it's so nice to see. I, I literally started a little bit of a hashtag where I have my stories shared. Um, some of these artists that I listen to, enjoy, and look up to as musicians are now actually taking on students to teach other people what they do best. And I took on a teacher, Vinay Kaushal of Conquer is now yeah. my teacher, and try to understand uh, 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 improvisation techniques and uh, music theory. I'm interested in jazz theory, but there's still some time for me to get there. And uh, it's it's very humbling and almost intimidating to be learning from someone like him. I feel like I can't catch up. But I know it, I will only come out of it being a better musician. So any musician out there who thinks they can afford to learn more and any musician who thinks they have the skill and the knowledge to someone else to get them to, uh, you know, to get them up to a higher level of musician ownership as well, uh, I encourage it. Please consider teaching any art that you think you're good at. Uh, yeah. You still there, Sanamitra? Yeah, yeah, I am. It's just my screen went. Sorry. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Hmm. Do consider teaching. Let me know if you're teaching something specific to music. I will do a shout out for you and let people know that they should follow you for music. That you yes, are teacher, teacher. Teacher, teacher. And yes, also true. just the sheer amount of visibility I'm getting around the world with my page at Ukulele with Love. I mean, it's not huge according to someone else's standards. But for me, doing it for the last two years and just randomly realizing, oh, there have been people in Hyderabad watching my stories and following my work for a year now. And because they found out I do online classes, they wanted to learn. I have two students in Hyderabad, one in New York, and I'm starting with one who's from Toronto, Canada. And I'm like, I never thought I would, you know, I, I was almost forced to go online and teach from there, even though I thought I had the worst internet and I would never be able to manage taking online classes and understanding how to do it well enough. I used to turn down people who, you'd, who would ask me in this last year. I used to get at least one inquiry a month saying, do you do online classes? And I would say, no, not really. And now that I'm doing it, I'm getting to teach people who are not even in the same city and just trying to get more people to know who I am sitting here in my room in Pune, while someone in Canada also you know, gets the opportunity to learn and also let her friends and people around them know that like, you know, I'm right here, existing, willing to teach. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you get have getting those experiences through this. I mean, it eventually makes you realize the kind of avenues you have open for you. 
Exactly. I'm surprised people are still finding the time and uh, the mental space to want to learn music because, I mean, from personal point of view, I've been taking a lot of time to learn new things, especially in music and otherwise as well. And of course, other people are doing that as well. It's just that anyone else who has a full-time job that is not like mine, which involves engaging in an art, I wonder how do they really take the mental space out to uh, uh, take an hour out or two hours out to take classes like mine and also try and develop something which could be a passion or something leisurely like playing music for them. Uh, but the fact that they're doing it, that they are actually helping support an artist and uh, you know helping them make an income off of teaching them something that they enjoy. Well, me getting to enjoy what I do as well, uh, for the sake of an income and also for the sake of just furthering music out there and letting people know that just general music literacy and adult education, something I really believe, and a lot of us have not learned anything both by the last two days. Uh, I, I, I definitely believe that. Uh, I feel like I learned a lot about what I want to do and how I want to do it and how to do well after graduating college and a lot of people are just trying to find their passion and get good at something after their entire college uh, student life uh, has yeah. gone past them and me trying to help them to do that through music if that's what they want to do if they want to learn the ukulele and go up on stage and perform one day i'm happy to be that source to get them to you know, take a step ahead there in that direction yeah that is i i agree with what you want to do and i hope you do i think you're going to do really well with that I hope so. Yeah, my next plan is to try and get into schools and actually, you know, bite the bullet and uh, get myself to teach more children and feel more comfortable doing that and also try to get yeah. more children to be interested in the instrument and just interested in learning an instrument and music, music as a way to express themselves creatively. Right. Uh, before I wrap up, I have one last question for you. Uh, this was a question we got in the first live video, which I couldn't take at that point, is yeah. how can someone tone deaf or someone who is tone deaf, uh, is it right. easy for them to understand the ukulele or to be able to play it? So it always helps when you have something like an intuitive sense of rhythm and also possibly an idea of uh, how to be able to understand a certain pitch. I'm not asking you that if I sing, uh, you should be able to tell what that note is. That is called perfect pitch. And people are abusing that uh, talent if they have it by being a viral star on the internet, saying, oh, I can tell what note that is by just listening to it. People abuse it out of Charlie Puth. Any interview he does, they're just like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna play the Facebook Messenger no <laughs> notification tone. Tell me what particular musical notes they are. And Charlie... Yeah, I'm so tired of that. Yeah, that is bullshit. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Uh, that uh, I don't know why I feel like saying humbug like Scrooge um, yeah, anyway <laughs> I played the ghost of Christmas present in 6th standard wow. in Sardar Dastur Pumasdiya co-ed high school's 6th uh, uh, standard production of Christmas Carol I tend to blab and just go in different directions okay coming back um, sorry what was the question again how can someone tone deaf uh, right. take up the you? I mean, is it difficult for that person to understand the nature of the instrument and work with it? I've always seen students of mine who have not only really had a decent voice and a, and a uh, ability to carry a tune with their voices. Um, mm -hmm. That is one thing, to be able to do it. And then being confident enough to show that off in class when I ask you to try and sing. 
those people also excel a little more because they may have come with that little bit of an inner, uh, what do you say, uh, confidence and uh, a will that, yes, I've come here because I like singing and I would like to further that by also being able to play. Uh, because they can sing, because they are willing to try, practice, and uh, not show any kind of awkwardness in terms of uh, um, showing what they have learned and then getting feedback from me. I have seen that they can tend to do better than students. Uh, and here, this is not me talking about, oh, if you're not very good at understanding part pitch from the other, or that you can't sing a certain scale that you can't do this. If you are willing to make mistakes, and not feel so anxious about, oh, I need to sing in front of, or I need to be able to understand the total difference between two certain chords or two certain notes in front of this person who's like a, who's like some kind of an authority figure teacher standing in front of them. Because I myself get nervous if I'm trying to perform in front of someone who's possibly a more learned musician. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to judge that I don't know as much as them. But really, it's a matter of just trying to raise each other up and getting them to see that they can do this. I believe that if you are not very good at understanding the difference between pitches and you feel like you're tone deaf, which I don't think tone deaf is a real thing. It's a matter of how much you've exposed yourself to music. Do you think that you actually listen to music as often and try to sing along to something? Sometimes it's just a matter of sitting down and listening to something as simple as someone uh, chanting home. And seeing if you can try and match the pitch in which they're chanting that home. If you can do at least that, you can possibly take it one step at a time and uh, get good at even being able to sing an entire song in the same pitch and the same um, uh, musical scale that the artist is using. It's an upward climb, and I'm not completely right in what I just said right now because I feel like I've been intuitively been able to sing decently and understand pitch and hold the scale. Uh, that I can also believe others can. Some people do struggle. I've seen my students struggle, but more than not being able to do it, they have accepted the fact that they can't do it and they uh, feel defeated before they even try. That's what I don't like and that I would never, uh, you know, try and uh, uh, accept from a student of mine that they say, oh no, I can't sing it because I feel like I would mess it up or I tried, but you're not going to like it. It doesn't matter. It's not a singing class. You here are trying to learn more about rhythm uh, in being able to play an instrument than even the scale of it. Uh, Vinay taught me and you know just shared something which was so obvious to me. I knew it, but it's so nice to hear it being articulated. More than half of music is the rhythm. Uh, rest of it is the melody or understanding the scales and the harmonies. So if you get good at rhythm, it can really take you far as well as a musician. Yeah, I get it. So yeah, that's what I would like to say about that. Okay, thank you. Uh, this brings us to the end of this take, or this uh, take which had so many glitches, it's not even funny. I know, we went on for like two hours or more. <laughs> Almost two hours. Now, it's funny, my laptop has been telling me that the time, I was doing a time check and it said it's been saying uh, 6.28pm for the past uh, 15 minutes. So, I don't know what's <laughs> up with it. But uh, thank you for coming on board. This was really, really fun. It was so informative. Yeah, you. Yes! Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to do when uh, someone is playing, so I'm going to just go away from the frame no. and listen and then come back. But okay. Be at the edge of the frame, but don't leave it. People will think I'm playing for no one. That'll be weird. Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I asked you for the link to your playlist, which you had mentioned a few days ago, because I want to see if there's a song in there that I know how to play, so I can play you a song from your playlist. Uh, 
this one, thank you for reminding me that about this song. Now I feel like we've talked for so long, I've almost forgotten how it went because I just taught the chords to myself randomly. Take it back. Take it uh, back. Because I'm still in love with you. I won't see you dance again. Cause I'm still in love with you Oh, this hurts no more So yes, thank you so much for reminding me of Harvest Moon by Neil Young. I love that song. Yes, I was doing a live thing with Playlist and Rohan reminded me of the song actually. <laughs> Uh, Rohan from Moonshine. So yeah, it's quite fun. But thank you for coming on board. This was a lot of fun. And I am going to sleep like a baby again, which I really love. And and, uh, yeah, I hope you thrive and you flourish and uh, you get on as many students as possible and spread the love. That love that you feel for the youth. Spread the love. It always sounds dirty when it comes across that way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you share the love. It's share the love, for sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a PG-13 audience, might I remind you. So, for sure. Uh, also, yeah. uh, hmm. thank you so much for having me and for considering that I have a story to share with Shastri. Uh, and uh, really lovely sixth week, doing this twice a week, every week. That is some commitment to it. Yeah. So kudos on that. Kudos on that. Thank and you. I see you're getting so much more comfortable in just doing this. And with me, too, I know you don't have that much of a feel anyway. But yeah, <laughs> this has just been such a fun conversation. Yes. This was, <laughs> this was, I really enjoyed myself. And uh, thank you so, so much in general. Thank you so much. You take care. Bye. You too. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. See you guys. Okay, that was love, the lovely, lovely, lovely love. And I love him so, I love love so much. And there's so much love for love. But uh, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And uh, I'm sorry for all the technical glitches. I know this is split into three videos because the second one just uh, zonked. Uh, And uh, yeah, if you like this, please let me know what you liked. Uh, If you have any feedback about this, Please give it to me. Love takes online ukulele classes. You need to, need to, need to register if you're interested. Uh, He's very good. I've seen him deal with his students. And I really love the entire vibe that he creates for them. It's it's very heartwarming. Uh, And yeah, and he's, you, you want to be friends with him if you want new music. Trust me. Trust me on that one. It's a personal anecdote. And uh, uh, so this is stories for Shastri. Bye.